0: If you were not here last week, you may have seen postings on Facebook. That's one way that you can keep up with this, is uh, River City Vineyard Community Church has a Facebook page, and so there'll be postings about Leap of Faith, and, and you may go there. But basically what it is, on, this is day five, Ash Wednesday, which was Wednesday, from Ash Wednesday to the first Saturday before Easter, that's called the season of Lent, Six weeks. And in that six weeks, we're going to do a little experiment. And the experiment is we're going to exercise our faith. We say we believe certain things about God, but this is taking it a step further. Not only do I say I believe it, now I'm going to kind of put God to the test. It's putting God to the test in a good way, not a negative way. It's like when we were back in Emmanuel and Isaiah came to Ahaz and he said, ask God for a sign. And Ahaz says, oh, no, I would never test God. Well, that was a bunch of baloney. He was already testing God, if you go back and study his life. So what Isaiah was saying, look, if, you, if, you, if you're not going to make a stand on faith, you have no leg to stand on. I'm giving you the opportunity to exercise your faith. Ask God for a sign. Be extravagant. Ask for the moon. And that's, that's the spirit that we want to have in the leap of faith. We want to pray and we want to do some fasting. Uh, We'll have some, I'm going to, probably next week I'll announce a day to fast that we as a community can put on our, our calendar and all of those that want to join in fasting. And you really have three prayers that you're praying for, I mean, daily. One, what do you really, I mean, like, what do you really want Jesus to do for you? I mean, Otto, Mike. I really want Jesus to finish healing my sinuses during the six weeks. That's a pretty bold request. What do you really want Jesus to do? For you? And ask Him. Be extravagant. Ask for the moon. And then we're including praying for six. And the six are six people in your life. You don't necessarily have to know them, but they're people that you see regularly. And as you see them and interact with them, you just can tell they're just not really enjoying uh, much of a connection with God. So what do you really want God to do? What do you really want Jesus to do for those six people? Pray for them during the six weeks. Then what do you really want Jesus to do for our community? What do you really want Jesus to do here among us? And for six weeks... We're going to pray. We're going to fast on a daily basis. Now, the theme is, with faith, it is possible to please God. I think there are times we look at that verse that we're going to find in Hebrews 11, and it's really the negative. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so I think many of us just camp out there, I can never please God, so why even try? But I want to reverse it. With faith, it is possible to please God. And what, a, what, an, what an enjoyable adventure to know that you're pleasing God by exercising faith. So that's where we're going. We're trying to encourage each other to participate. And it's been, I have to say, pretty exciting. For my first, uh, my first day of the leap of faith, I mean like three things, very concrete, very specific happened. I thought, wow, what a beginning to the leap of faith. One of those things is Tuesday night, before Wednesday, the team going to Chile met together. Our our assignment is to arrive in Santiago to visit with uh, the church in Bitacura and then to get on an airplane and go further south to Portamont. And uh, it was that travel to Portamont that they were asking, well, we need some extra cash to get you to Portamont on the plane. And everybody on the team has really worked hard and really asked a lot for donations. And I just really didn't feel like, I really don't want to ask our team members to contribute more. So I told them on Tuesday night, I'll just take responsibility of finding donors or something. I just don't want y'all to do it. Though they were very willing to pay. No one resisted. Well... I open up my email the next morning, first day of leap of faith, and there's somebody writing, I would like to contribute this amount of money, which is the right amount of money that we needed for the team to fly from Santiago to Puerto Montt. Yeah, so it's like, wow, okay, oh, this is really pretty exciting. So there is a God, he is alive, and he wants us to exercise our faith, and with faith it's possible to please him. Now the question is, what is faith? that's where we want to go this morning. What is faith? If we're going to take a leap of faith. What are we leaping with? What, what's faith? Well, Hebrews chapter 11 starts with a definition of faith. I'm going to read that definition out of four different translations. And then we can kind of build what it is that faith is. Out of the message, faith. Next slide, please. Are you leaving? Where are you going? (laughs) Too much information. (laughs) Living life together, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, Fundamental fact. Of existence is you've got to go to the restroom every once in a while. <laughs> the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors, set them above the crowd out of the New Living Translation. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance that things we cannot see, through their faith, the people in, in days of old earned a good, good reputation. So if you kind of start pulling out from the Bible, you're reading out from about definitions of faith. Well, from those two translations, faith is this trust in God. Or faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. Or or faith is our handle on what we can't see. Or faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. Then a couple of more translations. The New American Standard, that would be the most wooden translation of the Greek. I mean, it's like literal, as literal as you can be from one language to the other. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the men of old gained approval. And then the New International Version, which I think many of us read. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. So again, so just building upon those translations, faith is this trust in God the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living, our handle on what we can't see, the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen, the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, confidence in what we hope for, and assurance of what we do not see. So faith pistis. I'm sorry, I had a bug in my copying that I couldn't get rid of but it worked there. Now, why is that? (laughs) That is the weirdest thing. I was really aggravated this morning because it would take the first three letters in lowercase, then it would blow up the next two, three letters and make them, uh, I mean, it was like, and I was like, how am I going to get rid of this? It's still like that. Okay. Who understands computers? Jeff does. Faith is conviction. It's conviction of the truth. Faith is belief. In the New Testament, conviction and belief are one and the same. You don't separate them. And that it's very specifically attached to, it's our, it's our conviction, it's our belief, respecting our relationship with God and His kingdom. And so it, it denotes also what comes along with this conviction and belief in a relationship with God and His kingdom is also the idea, now that I know God and now that I understand some about His kingdom, I trust Him, and not only do I trust Him, but I have this holy fervor about what I believe, about the conviction behind my life. I know God, and I know His kingdom, and I know His kingdom coming, and I'm committed to it. That's faith. Now, our convictions, our beliefs are these, in their simplest forms. God exists. And God is the creator, and God is the ruler of all things. God is the provider, God is the giver of eternal salvation through Jesus. And our conviction, our belief is Jesus is the Messiah through whom we obtain eternal salvation in the kingdom of God. Now that's what the core convictions, the core belief of Christianity is. Now everybody in this room may not share those. But as long as we're kind of on the journey to discover what those base convictions are, everybody's welcome here. But time will come where my hope is this is our conviction. This is our belief. This is the core of who we are. This is what we trust. This is what we have holy fervor about God who exists, God who's creator. God who is ruler, God who is provider, God who gives us the gift of eternal salvation through Jesus the Messiah, through whom we obtain eternal salvation in the kingdom of God. So, when the writer of Hebrews starts with faith, this is what he's talking about. Faith is our conviction that there is a God. He exists. He's ruler over all. He is the provider. He he gives us salvation through His Son, Jesus, who is the Messiah. It's a relational deal. I have conviction that I'm I'm related to God Almighty. Faith. Now, this verse actually then will expand what faith does for us. If you have that conviction, if that is your core belief, then, my friends, you have a foundation of hope. There's a substructure under your life. What you're building your life on, a relationship with the living God who has saved me. You have a firm foundation. It's the substructure of hope. And that hope is connected with waiting for the salvation that is coming with joy and full confidence. One of the things that has happened with this verse is that we've removed it from its context. You can't remove this verse from its context. And so what the writer has been saying, hold on to the promises. Make it to the end. The age to come is coming. Future salvation is about to break through. So don't let go. Build your life on the conviction that there is a God. He exists. He's the ruler. He's the provider. Messiah has come. Salvation has been granted through Jesus. And the the fullness of that is about to be here. And that's the foundation of hope that you have in your life. So then if you backed up for last week, so it doesn't really matter what happens. I mean, you can be thrown in jail. Your stuff can be taken. You can go through really hard times. You can go through great times because you know that there's a better day coming. My hope can never be diminished because I have faith in the one who's made the promise that a better world is going to break through. And it's not only a foundation of hope, but it's also a conviction upon a conviction of an accomplished fact. Conviction of a thing. Conviction of a deed. Conviction of something that has already been accomplished by God. What God has done through the cross and the resurrection is an installment of what's going to happen later, but it's already happened in God. And I have a conviction That when he says, the age to come is coming. That he will make everything right on the planet. That full redemption is about to break through. That all of creation is going to be restored and improved from the original creation. It's it's a conviction that he's already accomplished that. It's a done deal. It's like a business transaction. He's not going to give a refund. You already made the purchase. He already made the purchase. It's done. And then here's the kicker because it's not seen. We don't see new creation accomplished like God sees it, done. We don't see it. Literally, with the eyes, I don't see it. Truthfully, figuratively speaking, we don't even see it with our mind's eye. We cannot discern mentally. We cannot observe it, perceive it, discover it. We don't see it. And yet we have a conviction that it's true. And that that conviction is based upon there is a God. And that God has made promises. And that God has accomplished things that have changed the course of our planet. And that's why the people in days of old are important. Because they had similar convictions. Not the same. Similar. They shared our convictions. There is a God. He exists. He is the creator He is the ruler. He is the provider. He is the one who will grant a new day, salvation. Our forefathers didn't have the revelation of Jesus the Messiah. They were looking forward, we're looking back. But even though they didn't have the conviction about Jesus being the Messiah, they still lived by faith. Conviction of a relationship with the living God. And that faith, that relationship, that conviction is what distinguished them. That's what set them above their generation. And that's my question for us. Will this conviction that there is a God... That he exists, that he's the creator, that he's the ruler of all, that he is the provider, that he is the one that gives to us salvation, a better day, a new world coming, that Jesus is the Messiah, our conviction, does that distinguish us? Does that set us above the crowd? Is is that what earns us a good reputation with our generation? Here's some suggestions, because I think it's supposed to. (laughs) One, I really want to encourage everybody in the room, actively participate in this leap of faith. Becky wrote me that kind of the day after, wondering if it was too late. No. Start whenever. I mean, you can start the last day of the Leap of Faith. It won't be as beneficial. I mean, but, yeah, jump in whenever. But jump in with both feet. Jump in. Actively participate. Number two, have coffee with a friend this week. And share what, share what your core convictions are about relationship with God and relationship with His kingdom. Don't talk about what church is like. Talk about God. Talk about who He is and what He promised. Talk about what you really believe. And then this is kind of the fun one to do. Every building that you walk into this week, just notice the foundation. There's a foundation under you. Did you notice it today when you came in? But actually, that foundation is very important to us sitting in this room, isn't it? Yeah. Anybody feel any movement? No? Now, foundations are are really important. There's some tragic video from the tsunamis that have swept over Japan. What's left after a 30 foot wall of water washes over a community? Foundations. Everything else is gone. What's your foundation? What have you built your life on? See, this passage about faith is about what our foundation is. In honesty, the message probably nailed it better than any other translation in catching the spirit of this passage. The, funda- the fundamental fact. Stop. Thank you. Right there, no. So you have an honorary thing here. The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith in God, this relationship with the God who exists, this faith, this belief, this conviction, that is the firm foundation of. Under everything that makes life worth living. To say it in the negative life is not worth living without relationship with the Creator, without relationship with the Savior, without relationship with the Ruler, without relationship with the, ruler, relationship with the Messiah. That's the foundation of our life. The firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. And out of that relationship, it's our handle on what we can't see. We can't see the future yet. We hope in it. We believe it. But we don't see it. but I'm related to the one that's going to cause it to happen. And I trust him. He promised it. It's going to happen. I don't know when. I trust him. But there's been another earthquake. I still trust him. There's been another horrific tsunami. I still trust him. The old world is passing away, a new world is coming. He's bringing it. But I don't see it. But the foundation of my life is relationship. So I come back to ask you, every building you go into, just check out the foundation. And let that be a reminder of what have we built our lives on? May the bedrock of each of our lives, may the bedrock of all of our lives as a community be relationship to the living God, relationship to the Creator, relationship to the Ruler of all, relationship to the Provider, relationship to the Son of God, Jesus, the Messiah, who has given to us an installment of the future, a salvation. That has begun but is coming. That's the foundation upon which all of life is worth living. What is the foundation of your life? Would you stand with me? Let's pray. Almighty God, I'm just amazed at the substructure that you want to support our living. I am amazed that you want us at the core of who we are as people, created in your image, to have certain convictions, convictions about you, that you exist. That you're our creator. That you're the ruler of all the universe. That you are the provider. And in that provision, you have provided us with salvation. Through Jesus. The Messiah. And upon that foundation, you've also given us this The substructure of hope that you'll come through with all of the promises that you've made about setting everything right. Setting everything right within us, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially. About setting everything right among us, between us, relationships, family. Setting everything right between neighbors. And between nations, a new day coming, a new creation. And while, O Lord, as we look out on the landscape of this world, it just seems at times that, that that's so far away we don't even see it, you say, believe me. Develop relationship with me. So, Father, I ask this morning, that each of us would consider what are our core convictions, what are genuinely the beliefs upon which we're living our lives. And, oh God, I pray that we could come to that place that that core conviction is relationship with you, our God, in relationship with you, Jesus. Jesus our Savior and our King. And that our hope would be in you in the coming of a new day. That we'd live our life today with anticipation, with joy. With a good reputation. Set apart from others because of relationship with you. Lord, I ask that over these uh, few weeks where we invest in leaps of faith, do the extravagant, Lord. Remind us that you're alive and that you're true to your word. Faith is a firm foundation. Let us discover that foundation, Lord. Lord, in your name.